going on out there, Blitzers? Welcome back to a new All Out Blitz podcast with Jeff and Brady. And today is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. Yeah. Man, it's getting down to the wire here. Yep. Divisional playoff week over. Yeah. Conference championship games coming this weekend. It's unfortunate there's only two games this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but out of these two teams, you're going to be going to the Super Bowl. I know. I'm super excited. I can't wait to see what's going on here. Lots to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, got some facts to go through, a little did you know. We mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of news to talk about, just some other whole little fun things. And then we'll get into talking about the divisional playoff weekend that just happened. Talk about the games, all the craziness that went on. And then a little bonus stuff that uh, I thought about. Yeah, a little extra. A little extra talking about uh, all the teams that have lost so far in the playoffs. And then we compare them to see which games what, we would want to see. What matchups would we like to see out of the losers? Yeah. So we know what the winner's bracket is. If we look at the loser's bracket, what matchups would we like to see the most? Uh, play out on the field. That would be kind of cool if they actually did this. Yeah. To be honest with you, get a, li- like a little more football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just, uh, but of course, you're focusing on the whole the whole playoff uh, picture here and yeah. looking to see who's going to go to the big game and who's going to win that. Mm-hmm. Of course, as well. Let's start off with a little. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know that Patrick Mahomes was the youngest NFL player to win MVP at 23 years old? Yes, sir. All right. It's good stuff right there. Yeah. He deserved it that year, too. Did you know that Tom Brady was the oldest NFL player to win MVP at 40 years old? Yeah, he's just old. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not going to win it this year, I'll tell you that much. No. Uh, now, this guy, now, this guy's name, I might pronounce um, a little wrong. You could check me on that. But um, did you know that... A guy named Cecil Solders is the oldest retired NFL player who's still living at 99 years old. What team do you play for? Probably multiple teams. That I did not check. If he's been around for a while. (laughs) Interesting. 99. Yeah. Big 100. Mm -hmm. Big 100. That means, wait, hold on. That means he was two (laughs) when the NFL started. Uh, I think it's so. 101 years right now for the NFL. Yeah. He's not, oh my gosh. Wow. Cool. Yeah. The very first NFL player was Jay Berwinger, and now roughly he is now 110 years old. Goodness. He's not he's not living. But yeah, goodness gracious. That's I tried my best to do the math, so I think he's 110 years old. Gotcha. Not 100% sure though. But final one. Did you know that Dwayne Haskins ran the slowest QB 40 time with a 5.04 40 time? Dang, man. Whew. He's a big yeah, fella. Yeah, Tom Brady was faster than him. Oh, so he's a big fella, too, though. He's bigger than what people think when you just see him. Not very speedy. Interesting. There's Tom Brady, but apparently he beat his. Yeah, you know, well, that's the thing, right? If you're going to be... Not a super mobile quarterback. You need to be good in the pocket. That's the difference between them two right there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not just the head on their shoulders and uh, that kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, And look at that. Tom Brady, I think he was the 199th pick in the draft. Sixth rounder. Dwayne Haskins goes in the first round. Yep. Sometimes it doesn't matter what round you go in. If you get the right opportunity, the right coaching staff, and the right players around you. Yeah. Awesome. Let's jump into some news. Of course, the biggest news that came out very early this morning was the retiring 
of Philip of Rivers. Philly Rivers. Uh, man, it's been such a blast to watch him play the game of football. 17 years in the National Football League. Of course, 16 of those years with the Chargers. And this final year here with the Indianapolis Colts where he made a playoff run. I, you know, when I heard it first this morning, I heard it this morning around, I don't know, 8.30 Eastern time. Um, man, I was super bummed out. I, I just, I love watching this guy. Just gutsy. He's got all the heart in the world. Uh, such amazing leadership skills and passion for the game of football. Um, amazing career by this guy. I think he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little, just a little throwback, a little career stats for the fella here. Um, played in 244 games. Wow. His record is 134 and 106, which means as a QB in the NFL, he, he never tied. He's a winner. Yeah. He's a winner. He's got a winning record as a QB in the National Football League. Completion percentage of just about 65% over the course of his whole career. He threw for 63,440 yards. He averaged 7.8 yards per attempt, 421 touchdowns to 209 interceptions. Absolutely amazing career. Good old Philly Rivers here. Uh, It's pretty cool. You see a lot of players um, coming out that have played with him, against him, and they, you know, just talk about how much fun he was how how great of a leader he was and of course every story has to do with him just being such a uh, just talking smack constantly he would not shut up on the field but he never swore, swore at anybody which is the funniest it's thing. Just, if you've never watched it on youtube yeah. search it right now it is the hilarious it's the I was, most hilarious thing ever i was listening to, to, to former coach here charlie weiss on sirius xm this morning and uh He's laughing, of course. He coached in the NFL, coached against Phillip, and uh, he said he had defensive guys constantly that would, that would come to him and be like, man, I, I just, this guy gets in your head, but he, he doesn't cuss at you. He doesn't yell anything, but he said the defensive guys would come to him and just he'd yell, and you can see he was passionate and just upset or just flipping out and trying to get in your head, and he said it was just so funny because he used words like dang nabbit and yeah. – uh, Shoot. Just all kind of other stuff. And he said, typically when somebody's going off on you and trying to get in your head, like it, it makes you mad. You know what I mean? And yeah. then they would retaliate and just come back with something and yell back. But he said with listening to Rivers talk and the way that he did it, he's like the defensive guys didn't do anything, but they just laughed. Like they didn't know yeah. what else to do. Um, so it, it's just funny. And yeah. uh, so check it out. A lot of cool stuff coming out about Philly Rivers right now. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to watch this guy play football. I also uh, realized I don't think he's ever won a Super Bowl either. No. Which is no. annoying because he's only been with those two teams. It is. But, you know, I mean, he, he's, he's just, he had such a great career. And um, it, look, just a couple of more quick things on him and then, we'll, and then we'll move off. But over the course of his career, he has had 29 fourth quarter comebacks. Wow. Uh, he has had 35 game winning drives. He's also had one postseason fourth quarter comeback and one postseason game winning drive. Wow. Um, dude was a, he was a monster on the field and just a blast to watch and a perfect example of how you should play the game. Um, just with with passion, with conviction. He loved the game. Great teammate. Um, now, of course, he's 
you know, can spend some time with all those kids he has and his wife and, and enjoy enjoy everything that he's worked for. Uh, but kudos, Philly Rivers, on uh, such an amazing career in the NFL. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of older quarterbacks, you know, hanging it up, you know, we're going to talk about the games. And, of course, let's just jump into this one right now as we're talking about some news. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the New Orleans Saints this past weekend to move on to the NFC Championship game. Uh, and I wanted to say that just because, you know, this is very likely uh, Drew Brees' final game in, yeah. in the NFL. Because he said, like, at the beginning of the season, like, he, like at the end of the season, he's going to retire to become, like, a, like a, either like a CBS reporter or just, like, a reporter in general. He'll be, he'll be a broadcaster, a commentator. Um, but, yeah, so, again, a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. I think he's absolutely a first ballot Hall of Famer, and, and I'm, not, I'm never going to show this guy disrespect. I mean, I, I did not like his team in any way, shape, or form. No. Um, you know, and it's funny because he came from the Chargers, right? Yeah. With uh, and they got rid of him when Philly came along, so it's kind of fun to just just kind of see how these guys, you know, their careers ended up, and and both honestly being Hall of Famers, of course, drew a little bit higher with Super Bowl wins and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely did not go out the way he wanted to go out. Played a terrible game, threw like three interceptions. But I, I want to kind of add this because it's very interesting. His his Drew Brees' wife Brittany posted something online today about just just what they've gone through over the last couple of days and this year and everything else. Drew Brees is an older guy. Okay, mm-hmm. you take a beating in the NFL, especially when you're a, kind of an undersized kind of quarterback. Um. And just so many years that he played at such a high level. But listen to this. This year alone, he played the entire year with a torn rotator cuff, torn fascia in his foot, and then later, 11 broken ribs and a collapsed lung. Wow. How do you play through that? I don't know. I don't think I could. I... I'd be in bed. Like, yeah, I'd just be in bed watching games. Like, I don't even, that's just, I mean, that just shows that guy's toughness and, and much, you know, just mad respect to him um, for doing what he did and, and playing the game in a great way. Um, both these guys, just absolute fierce competitors. And, you know, mm-hmm. not when you're you know, get going against Atlanta, but fun to watch. Um, but, you know, he hasn't, of course, announced he's done. He's retiring. I, Definitely expect that to come soon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, just another look at another older QB in the league, hanging it up and uh, passing the torch. But let's talk some more news, a little more interesting news, some more fun news. Let's talk about coaches and hirings because let's there's talk- been about, like, five of those. Yeah, I mean, we talked about quite a bit in the last episode uh, on Friday, and we were talking about people like, you know, George Payton with the Broncos as GM. Yeah. Uh, Fitterer with the Panthers, their new GM. Oh, Urban not. Urban Meyer uh, signing with Jacksonville. Robert Sala signing with the Jets. Uh, Arthur Smith signing on with the Atlanta Falcons. We just had uh, Brandon Staley sign a new contract with the Chargers to become the new head coach of the Chargers, ex-defensive coordinator here. And then we had... Terry Fontenot. Uh, Terry Fontenot is how you pronounce it. Oh. Uh, Terry Fontenot is the new GM for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, old assistant from the, I don't want to say old assistant, but assistant uh, executive 
there with the Saints coming in. So the, the Falcons have their front office set, and Arthur Smith uh, Smith is uh, working out filling the coaching staff out. And then we had uh, Dan Campbell um, sign a six-year contract to become the Detroit Lions head coach. Wow. The other people that we read about, Sala, Smith, all those guys, had, uh, details of the contract have not, have not come out yet. Uh, but Dan Campbell's has a six-year deal. That's a huge commitment for a brand-new head coach. Um, I want to take a minute and let's talk about the Chargers. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about them too much, but bringing on a defensive-minded head coach in Brandon Staley, that's a weird pick to me. I'm, I, if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm, I'm very curious to know what happened here because you you interviewed people and you're talking to people like – be enemy and like Brian Dable, which have not been picked up as head coaches yet. And, and Brian Dable, of course, has now come out and said he's going to be sticking with the Buffalo Bills, which is, of course, their offensive coordinator, has done a ton of work with Josh Allen. Um, so it's great for Allen, great for the Bills. But why would you not look at a guy like that to be your head coach? I can only think that he would be an absolutely amazing influence on a young fantastic quarterback like my boy Herbie, Justin Herbert, with with coming into the league. Yeah. And he's only going to help you. He would help him grow in such a tremendous way. That offense would be firing like crazy. Now, I, I get because the defense was so bad, honestly, over the course of the season. But just uh, hopefully Brandon Staley brings on somebody that can work with somebody like Herbert, of course, like a Dable. Um, I, I just think that would be such – Dable would have been such a better pick in my opinion. Um, just to help that offense and help help Herbert grow. I mean, he's the one leading your football team. Yeah, but that's just a weird pick, I think, by the Chargers. Yeah. I, I watched the pressers with Arthur Smith and and Terry Fontenot, and dude, I'm I'm pumped up. Uh, yeah. I'm very pumped. Also, uh, you told me about this yesterday. More than likely, Falcons are not going to be taking a QB because Arthur Smith said. Like like he did with Tannehill, he's going to be using Matt's strengths. Too. Yeah, it's just if you listen to the wording, you know, and you, <laughs> it depends how you read into it. Yeah, some people are still thinking they're going to take one as more of a backup. Um, you know, Matt Schaub retired, but they're thinking, oh, maybe after next year, then they can go with a younger quarterback. But just take Banker off your practice squad. Well, the thing is, is yeah, you can take a you can take a pick at number four, right? And, yeah. and have a and have a backup and have him sit behind Matt and it's not a bad thing, uh, but when you have the number four pick, you want you want that person to step into a role immediately and make an effect on your team. Where a backup quarterback isn't going to do that. No, you do that in like the third or fourth rounder. I, it's just weird, you know. And I mean, if they take one, they take one. What are you going to do? But it's you just um, don't want him like starting. Well, he's not gonna. I mean, why would you do that when you have somebody like Matt and you can't get rid of Matt because of his contract? There's just no possible way. Unless you get a team, uh, like what happened, I think it was with, uh, who was it, Trevor Simeon maybe, or somebody like that, where that team takes the entire contract off your hands. That's not going to happen here. Um, Matt still has plenty of good years left. Fantastic. I mean, he's a, people just, they, they just slam on him way too much. He's a, he's a fantastic quarterback. And when you have the right play caller, Arthur Smith also said he's calling, he's going to be the one calling the plays. Yeah. Um, which is great news for our offense. I think that's absolutely fantastic, and it's they're going to do great. Honestly, I, I just I'm super pumped about just the direction it's heading, um, the, the philosophy behind Fontenot and, and him and Arthur Smith, what they're going to do in the draft. 
hey, but if they take quarterback, take quarterback, whatever. It is what it is, and uh, you move on. But Matt Ryan's a quarterback come come week one. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, in my opinion. Um, yeah. It was super cool to see them start to fill out. But like we said last week, lots of hiring going on right now. I knew there'd be a ton more by the time we started talking here this week. Yeah. And there absolutely was. Um, Raheem Morris looking like he's going to be the new defensive coordinator with the Rams. Um, looked like that. that's pretty much a done deal. And a lot of these staff positions, OCs, DCs, special teams, all that, uh, look for that to start filling out here in the next couple of days. Uh, for all these teams that just got their head coaches. Uh, Robert Sala, of course, taking a whole bunch of people uh, like LaFleur and some other folks from San Francisco with him. Uh, Greg Knapp, which was the QB coach for the Falcons, also signed on with Sala and his staff with the Jets. So he's filling out very, very quickly there. Also, another thing, as I know, as an Alabama fan, uh, Doug Marone is, I think it's Marone, um, is going to be signing with the um, sign with Alabama as a coordinator with Alabama position. as the offensive might have been the offensive line coach maybe I think it was like offensive line coach yeah, I'm not sure um, but lots of stuff going on with all these teams um, just with hirings in general getting ready for next season yeah. uh, of course if they're looking to pluck anybody from these four teams that are left they're going to have to keep waiting. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we have as far as news. There's been a ton of good stuff coming out, honestly, lately. The only two teams left for head coaching spots are the Texans, which are just an absolute dumpster fire right now. Deshaun um, with likely not staying with, with them. Yeah, with him and Watt possibly being gone and then just so much uncertainty and craziness going on there. And then the last team is the Eagles. Um, Eagles, of course, got rid of Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've lost the opportunity because of hirings for some people, but look for people like uh, Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore yep. uh, interviewing with the Eagles, Josh McDaniels interviewing with the Eagles, um, Eric Bieniemy. An interview with him has been requested. People like Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen uh, plan to be interviewing. Uh, with them as well. So there's a lot of folk coming out of the woodwork here to potentially interview with the Eagles. Another one I think is Deuce Staley, uh, ex-player for the Saints and the Eagles, uh, looking to also get into the uh, head coaching gig uh, or any some kind of coaching gig. Um, look for him possibly to go with the Eagles as well. So a lot of stuff going around, but those are the final two teams, man. And, and that news of Brian Dable sticking with Buffalo, I think he's – He's waiting for the right spot, you know, and somehow he didn't get somehow he didn't get picked this time around. Um, same with the enemy, though. So we'll see what happens next next couple of weeks here as yeah. the season really winds down with the uh, conference championships and the Super Bowl. And then we'll uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty, plenty more to talk about coming up here soon. All right. So do you want to talk about the games we want to see then? Or you just want to go on to like the review? Uh, let's talk about, let me see if I have anything else here. I think that should be about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you talk more about it? 
Uh, um, it was your idea just to kind of come up with something fun to talk about, a little bit more competition yeah. with football. We love it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, let's cover it, so, and then yeah. we'll, we'll try to pick some stuff out. Pretty much the whole main idea of this is any, like every team that loses in the NFL playoffs, and I've been doing this since the wild card games, um, they will be – I will pretty much just be matching them up against each other in games that people would more than likely want to see. And um, all we're gonna do over here is just pick the team or the games that we want to see. So we kind of do like a for like this, we kind of do like a mini kind of toilet bowl thing, and then a, a mini game of the week kind of thing. Okay, that's pretty much the whole idea behind it. Cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna talk about the games. Let's do it. All right. So number one, we have the Titans and the football team. Which I think could be a pretty good game. I think it could be a pretty decent game, to be honest with you. I, I think so. that uh, I'd love to see that that front line, that defense, against Derrick Henry. I think that could definitely yeah. be a de- I mean, we know what happened with Derrick in the last game. Got shut down in like 40-some yards, right? Yeah. Um, but I think... I mean, I think that Washington front would hold them to just about the same. I mean, the Ravens, of course, know them very well. You know, especially because of last year. Um, but I think that Washington front would be yeah, would be pretty sweet. Next game, which in my personal opinion I think would be a pretty bad game. So you're covering you're covering you're covering NFC versus AFC. Uh I th- think so, yes. Okay. So we're not we're not just tra- I just want to make sure we're not traveling down the AFC silo and the NFC silo like we do in the playoffs here. Uh no, we're doing like AFC versus NFC. So you're just coming up with games. All yeah. right, cool. Uh, next would be Steelers versus the Seahawks, which, I, in my personal opinion, I think would be a pretty bad game. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a. F- <laughs> that would be my terrible ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait to hear the next. I would game love to. Be. I mean, the Titans Washington game would be cool. The Steel. I don't. The Steelers. I just don't think They're are as good team. as what they think they are. Um. And the Seahawks. Eh. They're a bad team as well. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Next right. game is the Rams versus the Saints. I went to like the very bad game to the end. Oh man, Rams and Saints. That could be good. Um, remember whenever that pass interference call wasn't called? This is a rematch of that game. I know, I love that. Oh wait. Um Uh you, you didn't <laughs> the, hear that. The Rams the Rams defense though against that offense would be that'd be a good matchup right there. But I think matchup. the the Saints defense is a lot better than the Rams offense. That would be that'd be pretty tough yeah. right there. By the way, just so anyone knows, this is like all before like the retirements and stuff like that. So yeah, like Drew this is Brees. Just, this is just fun. This is just for fun. Like Drew Brees yeah. would still be playing and all yeah, that stuff. This is just fun. Now the final game, Colts versus the Bears. I'm taking Colts all the way, hundred percent. Yeah. Bears are bums. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to any Bears fans out there, it's, but it's it's true. You, you all need to get another quarterback. You know, I just read today actually, Nick Foles is the only quarterback on the Bears under contract right now. Well, Trubisky's not staying there. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's false or nobody. So, yeah, they actually have to get a QB. You think, you think the Bears would be willing to trade up for a QB? Like Mac Jones they did that. They did that before to the number two spot to grab Mitchell. You think they'll make the same mistake again? <laughs> uh, I hope not. I, they, they ain't going to trade up that high. But I bet they can get somebody like a Mac Jones. I think he'll fall a little bit, even uh, if it's later in the first round. I feel like the team that actually like needs a QB is the Patriots because they're not keeping Cam. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. They're going to wait to see who's left. Um, Mac Jones, because all the other good QBs are going to be gone in the first three picks. 
Mm, Zach Wilson, know. Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. I don't think they'll be gone in the first three, but that's all right. We'll talk about that for draft time. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I. Um, well, then, do you have any other games? No, uh, those are just the games because okay. those are like the only losers that happened so far. Okay. So we also have. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, we got more than that. Uh, we got one more. Browns Ravens. Browns Ravens. <laughs> I just realized. Yeah, Browns. I'm taking, I'm taking the Browns. I am too. They're tough, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I know it, it. It stinks. You know, they lost this past week uh, to the Chiefs and uh, super close game. We'll talk about that here more in a minute. But yeah. uh, any Browns fans out there, man, you should be <laughs> super stoked. Uh, an amazing year for the Cleveland Brownies. They played great, great football. They were not behind in this game by any means. They were always had a shot at it. Um, and the Ravens on it, they just kind of fell apart. They did. Um, yeah, I'd take the Browns in that one all the way. Yeah, that stinker too. game, man, would be the Steelers and the Seahawks. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> that'd be bad. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be really interested to see. You know what I think would be a just – for giggles here. You know what I think would be a kind of a fun game in the AFC? What? Browns Colts. Eh. I think it'd be a pretty good offenses were good, defenses were both good. And the funny thing is is the Browns were ranked 6 and the Colts were ranked 7th. Mm. I I just think I think that'd be a pretty decent football game too. But Yes. Or Washington against the Browns with that crazy running game with Chubb and Hunt good, against yeah. that defense. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good game. That'd be a good football game, too. Yeah. Cool. That was that, though. Now we could go on to the... Awesome. Well, let's talk about the games, man. Divisional round review. Yeah, let's talk about this. So we had... We'll go back and forth again. Yeah, let's talk... Uh, you can go first. You go first. I want to talk about the good games. Oh my gosh. I'm not even looking at anything right now. No, aren't you? No. Yeah, um, I can talk all about him if you want. No. Here, just give me one second. <laughs> First game, uh, this was a fun game to watch, kind of, for a little while. And on then Saturday. It, and, then it, and then it broke away. On Saturday at 4.35 p.m. Yeah. The L.A. Rams took on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. In Lambeau. And the Packers squashed them. Yeah. Uh, 32-18. Um, I, I pretty much watched, I actually got to watch every game this weekend. It was great. Uh, I only watched, like, parts of them. Packer, Packers had this game. I mean... It, Packers offense was rolling. Yeah. Um, an interesting little fact: there was not a there was not a running back that ran for over a hundred yards in any game this weekend. Seriously? Ton of yeah, ton of passing going on. By the way, and uh, Aaron Rodgers did not disappoint. Lazard coming up huge. Um, Ramsey did not shut down Devontae Adams. Ramsey flipping out in the end zone because Devontae Adams scored a touchdown or something. Yeah. It, it, first of all, absolutely phenomenal play call by the Packers. And like then, putting him in motion, bringing him back, and a little dump off to where Ramsey couldn't keep up because he had to go around play other players and stuff. It was great. And then, like, he's, like, over at sideline, like, yelling his team. Oh, he was jumping that, up and down like a child. It was phenomenal. He does. That's, um, that's a real definition of a crybaby right it, there. It, yeah, it was, it was great. But uh, It was great. No, Packers played great football. And, and the, the stinker about this is that uh, Aaron Donald was nowhere near 100%. No. I mean that really hurt the defense. He I think was he was out of the game so often. You can just tell. I mean, the dude. I mean, he put 
more than a hundred percent of himself into this game and into this team. I mean, at the end of the game, you could see he was. I mean, he was crying on the sideline. That was probably number one for losing. And I bet if if, if I know him, um, he probably feels like he let his team down. Even though, dude, what are you going to do dude, when you really got jacked up cartilage in your ribs and everything else? Well, dude, also, you, like his team kind of let him down, though. It did by far, and. Uh, he just, I'm sure he just felt bad because he couldn't be into every play like he normally is because he just couldn't, you can't breathe with that, man. And you're getting smacked around and hit and you can't, your range of motion's bad. You're, you can't do anything. And I mean, he was still breaking through the line, which is that dude is just an absolute monster. Best defensive player in football, I feel. Yeah. Um, the only guy that deserved a Super Bowl trophy um, was, uh, was him. He deserves it on that football team. He does because he's been he's been with that team throughout his entire career, and was pretty sure like the only defensive player to get defensive player of the year two times in a row. Yeah, it's uh, Packers is just is too much to stop at this point. Um, hopefully that's the case this coming weekend too. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I think it was it was fun to watch. It was a good game, and then it, it got out of you know it was pretty tight for a while, mm-hmm. and then you can the funny thing about this is in all four of these games. There was a single moment, and I'll point them out to you, but there was a single moment where the momentum shifted and you knew it was over. For this one, it was a bomb from Rodgers to Lazard. Uh, I think it was like a 50 or 60-some yard pass, something like that, where he just, Lazard just toasted everybody and uh, caught it with his fingertips and scored. And when you knew that, Rodgers was having fun, and that game was over. I know one of them. So. Uh, the next game, the late night game, which is the only game I actually watched completely, um, was the Baltimore Ravens took on the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills win seventeen to three. Lamar yeah. Jackson going out in the fourth quarter with a concussion. Yeah, well, it was very end of the third, wasn't it? It was at the end of the third. Very end of the third. Uh, first of all, let me, let me give a quick shout out because I, I I spent a lot of the year pretty much bagging on him. Um, the problem on this team is not Lamar Jackson. Oh, by far. It's, not. I, I, it's just not. And um, somebody, I think, and I don't, I, I, I hate to pinpoint certain people. I know. I but, think dude, I know that center about. is terrible. Yeah, I know. That's the whole reason that Lamar got hurt. Not even that. It's, dude, there was a drive where it was two or three snaps in a row that just dribbled on the ground where Lamar had to try to save that, save the play, and save himself. Yeah, there was um, one, like, whenever he went out for a cushion, like, the guy literally threw it, like, five feet oh, above dude, his head. Oh, dude, it was way over his head. Lamar grabbed it and chucked it, but, man, he and got... Then, like, he, like, tripped over a Bills player and then, he like, got, smacked his head right off the He turf. got wrapped up by the legs, and then another player went up his, uh, to his upper torso and took him out. Because, he, well, he, that guy Com- got... Okay. Completely clean play, but his head bounced like a Super Bowl off the, off turf. the turf, dude. And, uh, yeah, he was out. And, and that was, yeah, I mean, that was the play, too, where it's, like... Also, oh, that uh, rookie, like Tyler Huntley, oh, like, dude, Huntley. He, did, he did good. I think Huntley did very, very well for being essentially the fourth stringer coming into play because RG3 and McSorley were both out, so Huntley was the backup. Uh, well, he's going to now be the third stringer because we haven't we didn't talk about this, but the Ravens actually waived uh, Robert Griffin. They did. They, and got, they, also they released, got rid of him. Uh, Mark Ingram. Yes, so Mark Ingram, and he also cleared waivers today. Yeah. So if I'm one of these four teams, I'd be looking in to say, hey, can I get Ingram for a couple of games here? If you don't got Zach Moss, I think the Bills I might. think Buffalo would be a good shot. But they also just put Freeman on their 
practice squad, so they can bring him up if they want to. Yeah, it's true. Um, but the the play the dude. play here honestly was um, in the third quarter, uh, only down by a score. Yeah. The uh, the Ravens were scoring or, or driving to try to tie it up, and Lamar, Lamar chucks one into just l- wires one into the end zone. Teron J- uh, Johnson from the Bills picks it off and takes it back to the house. Hundred and one yard pick six. Yeah, I mean that right there again. The momentum shift to the Bills just winning this football game, and then you have the double, the double whammy where Lamar then goes out. For the entire fourth quarter, and yeah, you j- that game was over. Also, I don't know what was going on with Justin Tucker, but he needs to get more accurate with his field goals because he missed well, like two of them. Okay, that, no, don't don't say that, please. Um, there is an issue in Buffalo <laughs> on Saturday night, and that was called the wind. Um, the the wind truly affected this game, especially in the first half. Um, kicks were being missed. Jucker, Justin Tucker doesn't miss. Uh, if he does, it's an absolute rarity, and he missed two in a row. Uh, and you can see, you can very easily see the wind just carry these balls all over the place. It affected the passing game a ton. Uh, you 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 would see where passes that normally would have been spot on would go high or would shift to the right, like super super fast, just not not right. And, and the wind definitely affected the first half of that game. Um. Of course, that's they, they pay kickers a lot of money to adjust for that. But when it's strong gusts and stuff like that, and you can't account for it, that split-second gust to come in and uh, and knock the ball around, you know, he was climbing. It doinked, too, both times. So it, it wasn't like they were crazy wide misses, but the, the wind just really affected that football game. But either yeah. way, man, Bill's Mafia, way to go, baby. Hey, I'm all in. I'm all in. I know the next game, what the giant momentum shift was. Yeah, next game, um, Sunday, 3.05 Eastern time. Yep. <clears throat> Cleveland Browns took on the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Barely. squeaked this baby out 22-17. to 17. The momentum shift, uh, Patrick Mahomes goes out with a concussion. No, 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 no. Patrick, okay, let's talk about that first. Patrick Mahomes, fourth quarter, goes down. Um. They did a little option sweep where he could have tucked it and ran to try to get a first down, or he could have pitched it. He held it, uh, did not even take a hit to the head. A guy ended up wrapping him around the neck, essentially, bringing him down, tried to get up, practically fell over, immediately goes into concussion protocol. Um, Andy Reid stated, after I think it was after the game or the next morning, that if, if the NFL didn't actually have a concussion protocol, he would have went back right back in the game. Like probably one series out and he would have went back in, and he, was, he felt totally fine. Um, he's still in the concussion protocol. There's, it's a five-stage program. He's right around stage three right now to come out. He was actually a full participant, listed as a full participant in practice today, so I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to him playing this weekend. Um, but a gutsy call on a fourth down from Andy Reid for Chad Henney to throw a pass on fourth and inches. Gets picked. No, to get a first down to seal the game. That essentially was that that was the game then, because they were just able to kneel it out. But the momentum shift in this game was the Browns going in to score. And a guy, I forget who the wide receiver was now from the Browns, but he takes it, tries to get into the end zone by stretching. 
Dirty Dan Sorensen comes out, lays into the guy. It fumble. He fumbles it in the field of play, rolls into the end zone and out of bounds, which of course is then a turnover and completely killed all of the momentum that the Cleveland Browns had that would have tied this up or put it essentially, they would have won the game then. That was the massive switch. And the Browns kept trying and kept trying. But then, of course, uh, yeah, Chad Henney did come in and throw a giant interception. And they could have that could have been a momentum shift, but they shut them down. Ty Matthew had a pick of his own to kind of alter that as well. Um, but all, all signs point to Patrick Mahomes playing this weekend. Still has a couple of hurdles here with the, the concussion protocol. They're saying it's not even truly a concussion. It was more of a nerve that it hit in his neck that uh, that made him woozy like it was. But even even right after that, they showed him running back to the locker room like it was nothing, like he was fine. Uh, you can't do that if you have a concussion. It just doesn't yeah. work that way. Uh, but the Chiefs, man, squeaking this one out. I mean, this was tough right here. Yeah. Crazy good game. Cleveland Browns, man, be nothing but proud for what you did here. I just saw the Bills and the Browns have the same score of 17. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next game was a final six, game was a six forty game of the division round, like we talked about earlier. The Bucks beat the Saints thirty to twenty. Oh, first half of this game was a stinker. It was because then the first half had like six to three or something. It was boring. It, it was. Um, I'll tell you what, the Bucks special teams looked terrible. Punt return after punt return, massive gains for the Saints. Yeah, Bucks had no coverage whatsoever. It was garbage. There was one where that guy literally, like, like a guy could have taken back to the house. <laughs> After like a loud, like a loud, like a, you could. It was hear called the, back. You could hear, yeah, you could hear like a loud smack after like the Bucks defender hit him, and he still just stayed up and like took off for maybe like another like yeah. thirty or forty yards. And it was yards. called, it was called back. It was, oh, it was crazy. Pretty sure it's like a legal block in the back or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really came out where the Bucks defense, dude. I mean, shut everybody down. Um, they held Michael Thomas to zero catches, zero yards, nothing going on. We talk about that uh, one thing that I forget who the guy was on the Bucks defense. Oh, they started talking about all <laughs> kinds of crap about Michael Thomas. The, the corner uh, bunting. It was funny that after the game, he was he was tweeting out all kinds of smack towards Michael Thomas, just like "Hey, slant boy," and posting up pictures of his stats for the game. And dude, it was it was intense. And this is a this is an NFC South rival rivalry as well. I mean, anytime you have the Falcons, the Saints, or anybody against the Saints really in the South is uh, yeah. is interesting. But um, Michael Thomas' Twitter handle or Twitter handles can't guard Mike. He's like, well, I yeah. think I did. Yeah, and uh, Tom Brady played a great football game. Um, very safe, uh, great, great with the passing game. Fournette, he did great on the ground. Even better coming out of the backfield. The Saints just, they couldn't get much going. I mean, Kamara did his thing. Breeze, like I said, threw three interceptions. Definitely not the game he wanted to have and only lose by 10 points. It was a tight game. Um, But the Bucs, of course, uh, getting the win here to move on to the NFC Championship game. So next week we have the Bucs versus the Packers in the NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. And then the Bills versus the Chiefs. In Arrowhead Stadium. Got it. In Kansas City. These are going to be two phenomenal games. We're going to come back and record uh, our preview probably tomorrow or Friday some point, uh, depending on our schedules and things like that, to really break it down and have some fun with these two games. 
Uh, and then, but it was a great after, week of football. And then the week after, we'll be discussing the Super Bowl. Oh, we're gonna get into all kinds of fun stuff. So fun. Um, but yeah, it was a great weekend of football, man. Four games only, but so much craziness. And honestly, I mean, just to, just to kind of cap off momentum shifts. It was the Breeze interceptions uh, yeah. that, that did it. But the big shift, to be honest with you, was a completed third down conversion pass from Breeze to Jared Cook. Um, and then Cook fumbles. And the Bucks pick it up. And then pretty much could just like run. And then that was, I mean, that was, a, that was the momentum shift in that game where it's like, dude, that Bucks defense is going to be too much. For the Saints, and they sealed Damn. the win for that team. Um, oh yeah, next next week's games are on Sun. They're both on Sunday. Both Sunday. One's at three o five, and one's at six forty. Yep. Good. Good thing is the Bills Chiefs game is late at night, or it's at night time. It is, and uh, yeah, that's uh, anything else you want to talk about in this episode? It was a great weekend of football. Hopefully, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. I know I, I just, did. I was just gonna say I hope everyone enjoys this week of football gonna be a great one so let's uh let's up. let's talk actually you know what just let, let's let's do this right let's talk some stats from this past weekend and then we'll and then we'll close out this episode here um passing stats of course we have we have future hall of famers like aaron Rodgers, like tom brady like drew Brees. um and when you look at it it's interesting because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this just because, just for fun. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, the best passer of the whole weekend was Jameis Winston. Wow. He had one attempt. He had one completion for 56 yards and a touchdown. Wow. He went one for one. 100% completion percentage, 56 yard touchdown. Jameis did um, throw an interception this time. Drew Brees ranked 10th. <laughs> wow. Uh, one touchdown, three picks, 134 yards, 55.9% completion percentage. Not very good. But in all honesty, Aaron Rodgers, again, uh, 296 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 23 for 36. I wish, um, you know what I wish like, the NFL had? Is if they had like a regular season MVP and then like a postseason MVP award. Yeah. Because like postseason would more likely be Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. The regular season would be um, Josh Allen. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. They only but, have like uh, a regular, like a whole season MVP, and then like a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking yards for this week, it went Mah- or went Rogers with two ninety six, Mahomes two fifty five, Allen two oh six, Baker two oh four, Tom Brady one ninety nine. Touchdowns, of course. Brady and Rogers both had two. A bunch of people had one. Picks. Breeze had three. Chad Henning had one. Lamar and Baker both had one. Let's talk rushing. No one got over 100 yards. All right, let's talk catching. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, Aaron Jones, 99 yards. Wow. Rookie Cam Akers had 90. Kamara had 85. Darrell Williams for the Chiefs, first of all, did amazing for the Chiefs. Uh, 78 yards. Nick Chubb had 69 yards. Uh, Touchdowns. There's only three rushing touchdowns the whole weekend. And it Seriously? came from Kareem Hunt, Aaron Jones, and Cam Akers. Speaking of Kareem Hunt scoring a touchdown, did you hear that one time whenever he scored a touchdown in the end zone and there he was just met with like a crowd loud of boos? <laughs> yes. That was oh my gosh. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And Mahomes threw like an absolute bomb of a football into like the top of the uh, Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. 
It was pretty nuts. Uh, let's move into receiving. Uh, number one, Tyree Kill with 110 yards. Stephon Diggs, number two, with 106. Three, Alan Lazard with 96. The last guy's Michael Thomas. <laughs> number four, Richard Higgins from the Browns with 88 yards. Five, Marquise Hollywood Brown with 87 yards. Devontae Adams, by the way, 66 yards and a touchdown. Wow. So did not get shut down. But he scored. Did get shut up. Oh. But then they had Lazard where he had 96 yeah. and a touchdown. So yeah. um, touchdowns. Traquan Smith from the Saints solely in the number one spot with two touchdowns. Um, and then you had Mike Evans, Van Jefferson from the Rams, Alan Lazard, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs all had one touchdown. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um, that is going to wrap yeah, up for today. Uh, honestly, I would say Rodgers led his team. Yeah. And uh, amazing job, honestly. I can't wait till like, one of these years we're going to see, like, the Bengals and the Jets in, like, a playoff game. It <laughs> could be next year. Uh, I'm, could uh, be next year. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, good stuff from this past weekend, divisional round. We'll be back in a day or two here to talk conference championships. The best of the best. Absolutely. So uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. If you're yeah. new to the show, thank you for listening. Hopefully you continue to come back. Um, thank remember you to all on, those who have been here. Absolutely. Uh, if you haven't already in your favorite podcasting app, please subscribe so you can get notifications of the latest episodes when they drop. We're on like every podcasting app. Pretty much anything out there. Follow uh, us on Twitter. You can find us at the All Outputs Podcast on Twitter, at All Outputs Pod. Um, appreciate everybody out there. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you back in a day or two to talk conference championships. And I'm sure we'll probably even have a couple more hiring things to talk about with coaches yeah. uh, as, as they continue to flow in here uh, yeah. with these teams. So appreciate stay everybody listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace out. Peace.